Hi, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Uh, before we said hello, we have a we were talking about how we have a myriad of technical issues. So, hoping for the best over here. I'm using my yeah. phone. Uh, I have my phone propped up uh, at my laptop. The internet seemingly not working. You know, we're just we're having fun. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. The world is against us. <laughs> the world is against us, but. We do have a friend joining us this week, and that is... We do. Friend of the pod, Miss Ellen, is with us today. Miss Ellen Beck, hey. we can say. <laughs> no, you've been married for, what, almost six months now? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh my has it gosh. been six months since October already? It's going to yes, be your anniversary <laughs> in a couple of... Or at least for six months in a couple of days. How exciting. How exciting. We're six <laughs> months out from our first wedding and then six months out from our second wedding very fun that's good yeah how are you doing baby (laughs) doing good uh yeah stressful times still continue on nothing changed too much uh but yeah i'm doing good i'm getting excited again for second round of wedding we did for your listeners we did a little tiny ceremony in 2020 so we could keep our original date then we're going to do the big old wedding later this year, hopefully. I think you'll be like, able to. Yeah. So we're, I've, I'm officially right in between my two weddings. How exciting. Nice. <laughs> I know people who have, are going to like full-on weddings now, and I just like I cannot even imagine. Uh, but I think, that, yeah. I think you'll be in the clear, Ellen. Especially since. Yeah. I, got my, I got my appointment for my first vaccine for this Thursday, yeah, my company is is going to pay all of us to go get it, which I think is pretty awesome. So I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, that's amazing. We all have appointments this week to get our first vaccine, so very exciting. <laughs> that makes it feel very real. I know. I'm so excited. You are like the vaccine dealer, Noriega. You're like finding <laughs> appointments online. for all of us in Texas. Yeah, yeah. ready for vaccine. <laughs> I am online. Well, I remember you were like, it, let me know if you see anything in North Texas. And I'm like, Texas is so fucking big. I've had to Google where so many cities are because I'm like, oh, there are appointments <laughs> available in this town. And then it's like six and a half hours away. And I'm like, yeah, OK, we're not going to do that. Uh, but yeah, so. I'm just, you know, trying yeah, to help I got my appointment. Yeah, yeah, I got my appointment in Corsicana, the home of the famous Navarro cheer team. Oh! Uh, but it's about an hour and a half south of where I live, which is not too bad. Oh, okay. How fun. You can you can go to the college <laughs> while you're there. I'll, I'll stop into cheer practice, see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> see if they're still cheering. I'm sure they are. <laughs> Lots of things have never never stopped happening in texas yeah it's it's a wild time and now that i'm i've gone back to work which is great because i was out of work for so long but i'm still in the hotel hospitality business where it's it's only going to get worse now that our freaking governor has told people they don't have to wear masks but the ceo of my company is saying oh no Everyone at our properties must wear them. So yeah, that's good. I'm just yeah so excited for the arguments that have already begun. Oh, I'm with sure. Me and hotel guests. I'm sure. Great. <laughs> it's great times. It's yeah. great times. Uh, an already difficult client or customer facing job is just gonna get worse and worse and worse. But hopefully, <laughs> it won't be too bad for you. 
Yeah, suddenly this uh, government overreach has just gone too far. (laughs) (laughs) I just like keep thinking, I'm like, oh my God, what is next? Texas is literally trying to kill us between the snowstorm and now this whole situation. But I mean, we can we can save the despair for another time, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to get into it. Last week we had two North Carolinians. This week we got two Texans. It's, you know, we're we're hopping we're hopping back and forth. From yeah, the, from nor in my states. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, anyway, what have you guys been up to? Anything fun? Um, Every week, Meg's like, what a ridiculous question. Every week question. I say nothing. Why do you keep asking? Excuse me, I know you it's go the on polite walks, thing to do. You play games. <laughs> I do go on walks. These are things. I, I get up and I go, go on my little walk. <laughs> you ride your bike. I, I do. I ride my bike. Um, <laughs> I Let's think. You buy I comic books. I bought a new books. plant. Oh. I buy comic books. That's the newest. Um, I cut myself off on comic books. I have to, like, I told myself I, was, I had to read um, the ones I have and like sit on it and think about it before I make next steps because I keep wanting to buy like the first of a new series just to see if I like it but then the way that I am is that I'll finish that and be like okay well I need the next one now so I just am like trying to like calm down not be as obsessive as a person that I just absolutely am not that we need to make this like a psychology podcast but do you think you have a little bit of an huh. addictive personality I don't know where you would get that from I have I don't know what that's weird to me that you would say that. I I mean you get kind of latched on. I just find it strange. And you like, like it's almost like if something sparks even the tiniest bit of joy, I'll just throw my whole <laughs> you know, wallet and personality into that uh, until I feel that I have gotten every ounce of joy I can get from it. Like I don't know. when was the last time you bought Legos? Um, I it's pointless for me to buy Legos because I have every Harry Potter Lego that's been in production from yeah. 2018 to now. Not to make so this a I financial planning podcast, but I'm no, just let's kidding. not make it a financial planning. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so because funny? My financial planner keeps texting me and saying, "I can see when you pull money out of your savings," and I'm like, "Shut up, Win!" Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I mean, not that I have any room to talk, but it is just like... I yeah, feel that's like- no better than a husband. I'll be the first to tell you, stop. I just feel like every every week, it's I'm like, what have you been up to? Nothing. Like, what a ridiculous question. And then it's like, oh, I and bought then, every comic yeah. book I can possibly find. Well, and then the funny thing is, I will justify it to him, like... I, and I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast because we are friends. <laughs> but I'll justify it to him and be like, oh, well, I needed new tires for my car. And like, so like I wanted to pull that out of savings because like that's the kind of stuff you pull out of savings. I do need new tires for my car. I have not spent the money on that. <laughs> my tires are just still garbage. <laughs> oh, Meg. Oh, so. oh boy. <laughs> Isn't it nice? I mean, I've been, you know, using, uh, using correctly the budgeting software I have for about two months and i i'm like on such a higher echelon i'm like really looking down on you being like meg these decisions you're making like i'm like like i'm some like i have like I a billion say, dollars like, Gloria, like, every time i talk to you work. you're talking about how you need to work on your budgeting so like <laughs> let's all just relax <laughs> yeah you guys having budgeting software and people like <laughs> i just have a husband that i owe money to every month because he's in charge of everything well, this is the thing i don't have a husband so someone has to text me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally the only reason I I like 
looped him into this is I'm like, I just need someone to shame me. If I knew someone could see my purchases, I would do things differently. But knowing that no one is looking at it or cares is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. It's uh it's 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 hard to have someone watching your purchases and yeah. also being like Hmm. knowing exactly how much you owe for bills and stuff it's like okay cool cool, okay cool. okay <laughs> i just like i am trying to think back through the last the last year of being in quarantine just how many things that meg has found that sparks joy for her i mean like literally every week during like recommendations it's like all right megan what's the new fucking thing i'm like well i got a steam account oh, oh <laughs> thanks yeah. for asking <laughs> i was like what the fuck is that oh my god i can't even keep up you're on tiktok uh, you're just like you're... I, i'm not on tiktok i have a tiktok i don't tiktok i don't want people to be like oh megan's like dancing no i just <laughs> scroll now but I and i don't i don't follow anyone i just it, they just show up and i scroll through i don't know how you're supposed to use tiktok you don't follow john mayer no he's your man not mine <laughs> fair uh that's the only reason why i would get on the talk also there's like an absurd yeah. amount of twilight content there is and then like La you Plush send really twilight related tiktok to a, a few group texts and suddenly your whole for you feed is very <laughs> colon based you should make a tiktok using your barbies or your I barbie don't want a tiktok and also yeah i was gonna say barbies <laughs> okay don't come at me with that no. um and honestly like that's like that's a blessing because i got that i got one barbie it's probably the only thing like that unhinged that i've done over the past year that i've then been like and this is enough <laughs> <laughs> like because oh there's God. just a part of me at the back of my head that's like well he needs a bella <laughs> but he doesn't <laughs> no he doesn't i think he does i think he needs a bella shut up nor <laughs> you can't shave me and enable me in one podcast <laughs> Watch me. Okay. Well, uh, now that we've grilled Meg on her her financial stability for the past, yeah, great, minutes. great. I'm glad my dad listened. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Don't listen to him, Dad. It's fine. My 401k is great. <laughs> I love your dad. He follows me on Twitter. I think he just likes to follow the podcast and on Twitter to just like hear how things are going. Because uh, they complain I don't call enough. And I call a good amount. Okay. My One of my cousins texted me because she was listening. And she was like, oh, my God, the ending of your last episode. And it took me a second. And then I was like, oh, when Meg and Bryce were, like, soliciting dates. <laughs> when, when, I, when I announced for Bryce and I that our DMs were open. And then I made a joke about that on Twitter. And my father liked it because he also is aware that I'm aggressively single. Great. Yeah, it's all fine. Everything's good over here. How was my weekend? How do you think it was, Nor? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Um, okay. Well, so, anything else? Uh, it's in. I guess we should. I. I don't know. I was. I guess I'll bring up the like Harry and Meghan thing just to like get the fuck off of this train of thought. With yeah. Our, our podcast, we did, yeah. Megan. We planned our recording around the Harry Meghan interview. I guess only Ellen's probably watching. I am. I do have mm -hmm. opinions, but I'm not well educated on the matter. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I like have absolutely no 
I don't I know I know that she was like you know treated poorly and then they left yeah and then that was the I've whole seen, to do like yeah recently I've seen a lot about like and uh, like articles side by side from the UK news and I feel like as Americans we're not seeing it as like day to day on like the difference between how Kate was treated versus how Megan's treated mm-hmm. and I mean my main thing is like I don't understand why why British people are so up in arms about this. Like, they're like, she's a gold digger and she's stealing Harry away. I'm like, well, he's not the heir. Like, who cares? Yeah. He's like, now, like, eighth in line. Like, who cares? (laughs) Let him live his life. And also, she's not a gold digger. She had a career. She's doing fine. She didn't need this. Like, I think they just, uh, anyway, I don't need to be part of it. But there's a lot. And I'm sure it would be incredibly boring because for me to get into it, I know far, far too much. I've, been obsessed with like British royal history since I was like I think 12. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I read you woke my first up early like young princess. Yeah you, you know? watched all the weddings. I did wake up early for I never both woke weddings. Up early. I never watched I never wedding. woke up early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah ask me a question about anything British royalty and I'll probably have the answer. It's it's a stupid waste of space in my brain but um we all have it. For yeah, Meg it's all not of the shit she's invested in over the past I was gonna say year. like a waste of space in your brain. I, I guess I just can't relate. <laughs> I guess my brain power is only used for, you know, the finest cultural knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of me is intrigued by whatever this interview situation is going to be, just because I like salacious gossip. And, I mean, I, I love a fight. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really have an intention of watching. I don't know. Now I'm, like, a little bit more intrigued. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be – I'm home anyway. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. So – We'll see what comes out of it. I think this moment, I think this moment with Harry and Meghan is going to be really, really big as far as like determining. I mean, that's that sounds really over dramatic, but like how it goes forward with them and William is it's a big deal as far as like the future of if the monarchy, monarchy has a place in like. <laughs> society anymore i mean mean, like every generation this question comes up are they relevant do they need to be and i hear do we need to pay them money it's gonna be a huge conversation like yeah well she has stooped pretty low on a handful of occasions we we know what happened with diana it was really disgusting how she was treated by the royal family and charles is not innocent in that and he's supposedly next king if he doesn't abdicate but the fact that like the queen can have such a two-sided reputation worldwide that like somehow can go together even though it's like like she's beloved but also like it's so obvious the things that she does to put other people down to like distract from her own stuff like this them bringing up they're suddenly investigating have you heard like they're suddenly putting like an actual investigation towards Megan allegedly bullying staff four years ago ahead of this interview to one distract from the fact that like they're raising valid concerns about the you know the crown and the family but also like if they keep putting Megan forward as some kind of villain that like wronged the royal family it's a way to kind of hide Prince Andrew who for decades has well not only been really good friends with Jeffrey Epstein but like did a lot of shady yeah, shit he's no and like sold out royal secrets and like he's but the but the queen loves him and will 
protect him. And so, like, it's it's insane to me that she would turn her back essentially on Harry. Yeah. To throw Megan under the bus, to yeah. be the face of everything that's – to to put her out there so that, like, we can try to distract from Prince Andrew when it's, like, we all know the shit about Prince Andrew. And it's – we all see what you're doing here. Yeah, it's a and lot it of saving face. It's so weird how, like, the UK press is involved. Like, I don't understand – like, the it's UK weird. press is hugely involved in, like, not just with, like, the royal family, but, like, British tabloid media. Like, we thought it was bad. Like, I know that, you know, y'all talked about, you know, framing Britney and the, you know, things that we've been talking about with, like, U.S. paparazzi culture and how, like, truly toxic it is. Um, we've come. The 20-minute intro strides. where I just ranted about. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm like, yeah. if you're interested in our, in our opinions on framing Britney, I think that's the Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> Sundance, yeah. Honestly. But like it it's a whole other beast in England. Like the British tabloids have gone even further than you can imagine as far as like US paparazzi and US tabloids have gone. I mean, they famously like have hacked people's phones yeah. and took credit for hacking it and like all this kind of stuff and like they'll say something that's blatantly untrue just because it serves some kind of purpose and like I mean the British tabloids are a whole other beast, and it's really well. And that gross. was and just I can a, see why they fled. I can see why they fled, and they're really, really racist. That was just. I mean, we don't need to go too far into it, but like that was just the the Sorry, why Johnny all Depp was in the news is because he he was uh, claiming that the British press was being uh, libelous with calling him a wife beater, and I mean, yeah, it, it does seem like there's. There is no low that is too low for the press. Um, and, like, I just, like, I remember hearing, you hear stories about, like, the way, the methods that they do to, like, take pictures of celebrities on vacation. Uh, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, to, I, I forget who it was, but, like, someone had, like, a n- naked photo that was real. It was Kate Middleton. Yeah. Um, they were, they like. They used, oh. like, this insane Zoom photo for miles and miles away and, like, enhanced it and, like. She was tanning topless on, like, this private estate that they were at. Um, her, just her and William. Yeah. For, like, a few minutes. And, uh, yeah, it, like, broke the internet. It was one of the, it was before, it was back when the internet literally would, like, break. <laughs> before Kim Kardashian <laughs> you know I mean? broke the internet with paper magazine. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was around that same, that same year when, like, people Googled the same thing enough. Like, Google would break down for, like, a few minutes or however long. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, kind of related, but not. But I saw recently because the Kardashians, their show is ending and whatnot. And they, I think it was Andy Cohen asked, like, oh, like, what's something that you learned while filming for so long? And Courtney and Chloe were saying that, like, the censorship uh, with TV is different from country to country. So, like, at one point they had a joke where Chloe like, flashed the camera in the elevator. And they were like, it's not going to matter. Like, they're going to blur it out. Like, you're not going to be able to see anything. But, like, globally in, outside, <laughs> outside of the States, it's like, literally, it was just, like, boobs <laughs> on the screen. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a... I guess I, I'm now a little bit more intrigued by what's to come, so maybe I'll maybe I'll tune in as well. What's it even streaming on tonight? It's going to be on CBS. It'll be live tonight, seven central. So I think going forward, we can kind of put this behind us, but like going forward after this moment, this interview, 
what I'm most interested is the relationship between William and Harry. I always thought that that was such an unbreakable bond after Diana died. And it's been really hard to see William kind of take Granny's side in a lot of things. Yeah. Because he's future king. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to rock the boat. Well, and also, (laughs) this will be the last thing I say about it, but isn't there, hasn't (laughs) there been a lot of like cheating allegations with William? And then it's, it's partially like they're using the Meghan Markle of it all to kind of distract people from that because they don't want William to be looking looking like in a certain light and that, you know, probably that his family isn't like the perfect little royal family. Uh, so Yeah, and which is such a farce because, like, anybody who knows anything about the royal family knows that it has been so steeped in scandal from, like, day one. The crown like just Prince won Philip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, the crown, and, like, I even Harry it. says that he's a fan of the crown. He's like, it's obviously historical fiction, it's rooted in things that actually happen, and I have more respect for it than I do the British tabloids because they just say whatever they want mm-hmm. to hurt whoever they want. The crown's actually like, will will be the first to tell you, yes, it's historical fiction, but like the events happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that that shocked me that I was like Harry's saying that he's a fan of the crown, yeah, <laughs> because because the because the royal family sued to have them end the show. Oh, really? Before it got to current stuff it's going to end after this next season which will be the 90s oh okay i was thinking that the crown is like living for all of this the tv show i they would be I but feel like i one think day, that they they have one to day end. They'll, they'll try oh, to <laughs> well good uh we'll have to we'll have to catch <laughs> up on that or we'll maybe try to catch everyone up on what happens next week uh anything else that you guys want to talk about before we move into our main topic for the night no, I think we can go into the main. So, this week, well, over the past couple of weeks, I started watching it maybe like a week or so ago. I know, I think you guys were watching episode to episode, maybe from the get-go. I'm trying to remember now. I feel like my brain yeah. is broken. I think I watched, maybe I let it, I think I watched like the first three in a row because I think the first two came out uh, together, maybe? Mm. No, maybe. I don't, I don't remember. Early, earlier than this last week. <laughs> but anyway, so that is yeah, to been say. been watching every Friday night, yeah. We uh, we all watched WandaVision. So uh, this is, for me, the first show on... Is this the only uh, Marvel show that they have out right now yet? So yeah. it depends if you're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what links into there. I guess technically Agent Carter could count, but uh, they've kind of thrown away all the other TV shows and they're kind of starting fresh with this. And mm-hmm. then we're rolling right into Falcon and Winter Soldier in like a week and a half. Oh, so. okay. Very smart how they're doing that. But yeah, so we. I know. There's just going to be nonstop Marvel content now because, like, <laughs> I mean, basically everyone watched The Mandalorian week to week and then it ended. And then they're like, all right, WandaVision. We're like, all right, cool, I'm here. Uh, and then now they're going to have, you know, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. And like, what am I not going to watch that? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess before we get into uh, maybe the, the like a synopsis of the show itself, what did you guys think of WandaVision? Did you like it? Did you how, how were how were you guys on the show? Well, this is very complicated. Oh, OK. <laughs> this is, I feel like this is a very complicated question right off the bat. Um. I liked it. Okay. I didn't love it. I think I was cooler on some of the stuff in the finale than I wanted to be. 
not because I had other theories on what would happen, but there there were just some things that happened that I was like, mm, eh, meh. Okay. But we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to that then. What about you, Ellen? I loved it. Um, I did at times get myself kind of wrapped up in some theories, and we can talk about those. Um, but I really tried to watch every episode without, like, waiting for so-and-so to show up or what not to happen um like it wasn't like you know the strongest show I've ever watched as far as like writing and plot and stuff but like at the center of it Elizabeth Olsen is she was so great she was so great episode episode yeah I love her and I you know Paul Bettany was really really good too even behind all that crazy makeup um so at the heart of it, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it too. Uh, it did make me realize that I just like do not pay a lot of attention to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so that's why I'm very excited to have Ellen on because I feel like I'm going to learn just more about the show through talking to you. But we started watching it. I like. I think there have been a handful of episodes out and I knew that you guys in the, our group chat were all talking about the show. So I was like, eh, it's only like a 30-minute long episode. Let's let's give it a try. And I really liked like the pop culture aspect of it and like, you know, seeing where they drew inspiration from and like all of the costuming and everything like that. Uh, I love Elizabeth Olsen. I thought that she was so good. Catherine Hahn, I'm sure we can talk about ad nauseum about like how amazing she is and literally everything. And I think very much so in this. Um, and I thought that it was like, it was intriguing, made me really wonder what was going to happen next. So I really enjoyed it. I thought the finale was just kind of not the most exciting, but I really enjoyed it too. I mean, uh, I'll give I'll give a little background before we get into it, but I have so many finale thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so, uh, I mean, this whole thing is going to be spoilers for WandaVision, but it is a, here's the premise. Basically, um, it is taking place after uh, Avengers Endgame. We don't really know uh, at the beginning what time period it is because episode one is uh, black and white retro inspired by you know, Dick Van Dyke type shows. Um, and then th throughout the seasons, in the early season, we go through uh, decades of sitcoms. So there's like, you know, the Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy, uh, go into, you know, Family Ties, uh, 90s is Malcolm in the Middle, uh, 2010s is uh, Modern Family. So there's kind of a whole era uh changing thing as we go through the show and then it kind of you know once once we pick up where um you know other outside characters are aware of what's happening and um the kind of plot changes it's a little less sitcom-y inspired and more in the modern era but uh that's kind of the shtick to begin with and i think you know noriega talked about how much she thought um was interesting about uh Elizabeth Olsen's performance and I think you know she just gets to do so much here like you know as an actor I think that'd be so really exciting much. to be like okay here's like seven different inspirations and like seven different basic types of character you're gonna have to do every episode I think especially like it's so evident how much it how much it changes week to week once you especially once you get to like 
the Malcolm in the Middle and uh, Modern Family because like I mean she's doing like a Claire Dunphy and it's like it's incredible <laughs> I'm like this yeah. is right on the nose here it's basically an impression so um, yeah, she's I think so a lot good. of that's really exciting it, it gave me a little bit of an appreciation for like some of those iconic sitcom actresses of the previous decades like I mean it's not some kind of revelation that like Mary Tyler Moore was an right. amazing TV actress, but like so much goes into her performance that like actors these days just don't do. And like the same goes for, you know, some of the stuff from like the, you know, the seventies and the sixties and stuff. It's, it was really refreshing to see that like, not only did they set it there, but like they created the movement of the actors, the dialogue of the actors, like all of it fit the theme. And, um, I just I loved every second of seeing yeah I know. them like play even, a different style of acting and then go right back to like you know the you know modern day acting too. Yeah. It was, even it was if really you don't cool care do about that. Marvel, it's so like as a TV nerd, you'd like to watch it because it's like I mean when it starts, I, I mean everything they do, it's like they're playing it so big because it was a studio audience, you know, and uh, this this is what the sets would look like, and this is how people would interact, and you know this would be the drama. It's like, oh my gosh, the boss is coming over for dinner type thing. So I I just yeah I think it's enjoyable and uh, like on that level alone purely I think very interesting and you know uh definitely out of the box for marvel so i'm excited that they are kind of doing some new things on the tv thing risks that they might not take in their in their movies and like it's so easy watching i guess for me it is because we love watching youtube easter egg videos afterwards but it's like so easy to get caught up in like anticipating theories and like thinking this villain or that villain is going to show up or this character like the you know Hayward the guy from Sword is actually you know maybe Mephisto or something it's like that can really take away from like the watching experience and I can see why like a lot of nerds I call them nerds I'm one of them but a lot of people are like so disappointed (laughs) that like there wasn't some big bad villain that's gonna show up in the movies later but like I, I um, upon like rewatching and like actually really kind of getting to it, like I really enjoy the story in the heart of it, and like that it being about her grief and not so much about. I mean, yes, there's a lot of setting us up, especially for the next Doctor Strange movie, which I think they've given us ample evidence and Easter eggs that like she's going to be a huge part of that. Um, but. We got two different post credit yeah. scenes, you know, like <laughs> it's Marvel. It's still, still Marvel, yeah. you know, like don't get me wrong. This is a small story about grief, arguably, but um, there's still an alien True. at the end. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're like, reeling you in. They're teeing you up. They want you to, once the movie theaters are open, they want you to show the fuck up. So, <laughs> which I will, but yeah. I guess I just don't pay as close yeah. of attention as I thought when we were watching this. Because Micah doesn't really watch any... I think he told me the last Marvel movie he saw was, like, an Iron Man. I was like, oh, it's been, like, a very long time since you've gotten to see any of these movies. So then he was trying to ask me questions, and I was just like, "Uh." So, 
I was going to ask you because I'm like Noriega I don't think was probably after every rep episode reading a you know no. a Joanna Robinson rundown about Mephisto <laughs> no. so I was going to see what your thoughts were uh, I absolutely was not the most I was doing was like going on IMDB trivia to like figure out like what aspects of you know different things they took from different shows and that kind of thing I mean I just I go to the Marvel like Marvel movies because I think that they're entertaining um, and they're good popcorn movies and you know handsome men are in them but besides that I'm, I don't get too invested in it so like I wasn't you know trying to come with up with any theories or anything like that I was just uh, watching you know episode to episode just because I thought it was interesting and I liked the cast and everything so yeah yeah and i think you know very highbrow over here you know <laughs> uh ellen you know talking about how you you know actively were like trying not to get too invested in any fan theories because you know you don't want that to color your opinion of the show i i obviously read a bunch of fan theories because i mean i think they wanted you to kind yeah. of be you know watching the show week to week as a puzzle box especially because for the first two or three full episodes you don't know the context why like yeah. why they're going through the all decades you've got to on go on is the show. tiny so, easter eggs for the first like yeah almost four episodes right mm-hmm. yeah right so they really set you up for that but i mean the only one and this is like i it's not a hill i'm willing to die on but i think it's kind of the only time that i felt like i was really being baited was the oh, evan peters yeah. casting if that is not tied into like the connection of the X-Men universe at all, which I think they basically said it wasn't. I mean, they said he was an actor who lived in town named Ralph yes. Boner, which and people are on. already <laughs> like, people are already kind of speculating that maybe that's not the truth that he actually is Quicksilver from the X-Men universe. He was the uh, witness protection person that Jimmy Woo was there to see because the fact that he laughed right. at his own name but when I Monica think... Rambo said it, like as if it's not even his real name, you know. And so I just think because even after he's snapped out of it, even when she takes his necklace off, like he still runs fast, still right? Kind no? of, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. But he still acts strange oh, okay. too. Like not like Quicksilver would act. I don't know. I just think I think if they had made that more evident, like it seemed to me that like they left a lot of things kind of open almost intentionally just in case they get the rights to the x-men or in case they decide not to do it this can work either way they have the rights to the x-men but i have the rights they were just hedging on whether this is how they want to introduce it or not but i kind of i kind of thought i was like well that's to me kind of cheap because like that's just stunt casting then and now you're just kind of like fucking with us because we know you have the right sex and we know that if you're doing multiverse he could be so like make a decision there i'm not mad that you know i like four episodes ago said al pacino is gonna be (laughs) mephisto like i'm fucking fine (laughs) yeah but i'm like you brought in evan peters and you talk about a multiverse and we know you have x-men like that's kind of it's a bummer that this (laughs) didn't introduce the x-men in which it could have but we would have needed probably like three That's more thing, episodes. Like he was free. Like <laughs> we closed out her art yeah. pretty well in nine episodes. But if we wanted to bring in the X-Men and open the door to more villains, we would have needed simply more screen time. 
And I also think, like, as much as they're obviously bringing in all these TV, all these movie characters into the TV show, there's someone in some meeting going, "We can't bring in the X Men in a show. Like, we have movies, yeah. we have tickets yeah. to sell. That like, was my I thought can't. Too. This can't be free content on Disney." And I'm like, I agree, but then he shouldn't be there. Well, and also this is the first, or, or more or less, like one of the first TV shows. Like, I feel like this, like Disney Plus, like making all of these TV shows is still like very much. Uh, a trial like a trial period for marvel uh and so yeah i feel like for something like that they would they kind of were teasing it in this and maybe in all of the other tv shows are going to tease things and then that way they can kind of yeah. gauge people's interest and then put out movies and make that cash money they've so way. far set them up as they've done a good job of in these shows a lot can happen but also nothing happens as far as like interrupting the actual cinematic universe with the films i mean it'll take probably one or two lines of dialogue to explain why scarlet witch is in multiverse in the next next doctor strange movie for those who haven't seen the show so it's like so far i mean it's only one show in but so far they've done a good job and i can see how they'll very easily do a good job with you know uh falcon and winter soldier of yes having a lot happen with those characters but nothing happens big picture wise yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, that's very comic booky yes. to leave all these strings un- untethered, you know, because they're like, okay, we're going to put um, Catherine Hahn here and we'll come back to her if we need her. And now there's a white version of Vision who knows he's the Vision and has his memories, but isn't quite as sentient. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to that. <laughs> and um, the boys are, you know, the, they exist somewhere in the multiverse and we'll come back to that. And I mean, one of the issues, the other issue, this, I mean, isn't expectation related for me that I had was. I I think that they wanted to make this show about like grief and coping and all this stuff, but inherently that's difficult to do in a property like this because nothing is final. Yeah. So like you can't tell me that she, like she's in there saying goodbye to Vision, but they're saying like there's a way back because we we live in a magic universe and there is a multiverse and we all the audience all know that that can happen but like that doesn't feel final that doesn't feel like her actually like coping with her grief or like ending with this like true goodbye because it is like goodbye for now and we all know it's yeah. goodbye for now but yeah. i think there was some level of success in bringing back her past traumas and having her just deal with that mm-hmm well, I love the penult- penultimate yeah. episode because th- I think I find that a lot more interesting, and also just I mean the issue with her all parents are Marvel gone; they're like not half of- back, so she's finally right. dealing with that. Right. Her brother's gone; he's probably right. not coming back, and she's finally dealing with that. So, like, <laughs> yes, it's open ended with Vision, right. but like there is actual tying things up here, which is super rare yeah. for just comics. Not the finale. Yeah. It is just not in the finale, and then also since the finale is has to be a big. CGI fight yeah. in the sky between <laughs> her and Agatha and I'm like oh, how long is this gonna go checks the watch uh, and then I'm just also sitting there and because I'm a shitty TV watcher when it's like previously on and Agnes goes these are my r- runes I'm like oh okay so Wanda's is gonna do that later in this yeah. episode oh yeah 100 <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> well sounds like we all liked it yes maybe to varying yeah. degrees love elizabeth olsen so i have a question for you guys um i know that you two have and i we've in our chats i've joined the fun as well but like 
famously have a top 10 well now like what top 20 or so crush list of guys oh. but like <laughs> my friend and i challenged each other a long time ago to a top 10 girl crush list and elizabeth olsen has been in my top Ooh, three for okay. many many years so yeah i love her oh really? yeah oh i feel like you were on the cutting edge then martha marcy I, may marlene I, mean, I, I, I baby. think she's great <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was, I was like <laughs> i don't want to brag but back when like doing uh man crush monday and woman crush wednesday was a thing elizabeth olsen was one of my woman crush wednesdays so yeah yeah i'm here for it too. i don't want to brag i don't want to brag but i'm pretty <laughs> but cutting I did edge post as well. about her on instagram once <laughs> <laughs> like six years ago no, uh, I love her. I think that she's so talented, and I think that this just, like, further showcases how talented she is and how much range she has. And, I mean, I also just think right. she's, like, really nice to look at. So win-win for me. And I think yeah. this is what's exciting to me about them branching out into the TV shows is because, like, I mean, up until this, like, no one really knew anything about like Scarlet Witch and Vision. I mean, they're both from like Ultron, which is like famously not one that people go back to very yeah. often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, like get deep into the Sokovian lore or whatever. And she's and bigger then, in the X-Men you know, comics at the point anyways that, than she is in the Avengers comics as far as... Oh, is she really? Yeah. yeah. And at the point... Yeah. And at the point we are here where there's so many different Avengers like unless you have your own movie like you're not going to be getting like the FaceTime (laughs) so I just think like that's one of the benefits from for the TV show and you know it's able to tell you know a smaller story um than like oh like the whole universe is gonna fall like you know she took over a town which is shitty but like it's one town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's small scale for Marvel. Yeah. I remember well, and now thinking, that, like... You, go ahead. I'll say, well, now that Scarlett Johansson is... Her character is gone as of Endgame, and it is shitty to admit, but their token female from the starting lineup of the Avengers is out. I'm happy to see that Elizabeth Olsen uh-huh. will be filling those shoes after the total mess it was trying to bring Captain Marvel in and nobody really liking her mm. and nobody wanting to film with her. So I think I, yeah. I think this is a much better option for the movies going forward, bringing her into the a much more prominent role. And I'm happy to also, see it. This, yeah. yeah, this just feels like it has more of a women's writer's touch on it too, which, I mean, it does. Jack Schaefer's, you know, the showrunner and is female. But... Um, you know, I just think this is a lot more interesting than some other things mm-hmm. they could have done. I think inherently this will be more interesting than Falcon and Winter Soldier, which my understanding is like a buddy cop yeah, that's show. What I, but, think I mean, so I'm still well. going to watch it because again, again, we'll watch it. Um, we have a list of 20 men that we're attracted <laughs> to. And uh, yeah, Sebastian stands on it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I remember when they announced this show, I was just kind of like, what a rand, like, are the like are like Marvel fans wanting this? Like, do they need a show about Wanda and Vision? Like, is this something that people actually care about? And then kind of thinking like, oh man, that sucks for them because you know, like a bunch of the other superheroes get their own movies and like, oh, they just get a TV show. And now I'm like, oh, this is like more than I could have asked for just for Elizabeth Olsen to showcase like her range yeah. and to become even yeah. more of a household name because like, honestly. If I'm if I'm speaking honestly, I would imagine that a Scarlet Witch just uh, by itself movie might not perform as well mm-hmm. as uh, you know the other Marvel movies. So I think that this is just a good way for Elizabeth Olsen to really get out there, which yeah. is good. And good on them for Love making this the first show 
that they put out as far as the new Marvel shows go. They could have started with, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, the boys getting it. I feel like would have just been a lot more of a, you know, a fastball down the middle. But this, but is, this is like, this one was just like here. weird, like more way more artistic. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot going on here that you, yeah, it's I'm, good for them. And I mean, it is funny, you know, take, take the Marvel side out of it, but I'm like every, like every household with Disney plus in America once a week being like, okay, everyone sit down and watch your Mary Tyler Moore show, <laughs> <laughs> like parody, um, about grief. All right. Everyone ready. <laughs> I know I, the whole time I was watching it, I was just like kind of amazed by like the premise itself. I just like, I thought that it was so cool. And I just, I liked the, the suspense of it. I just, I don't know. I I was like, whoever came up with the storyline, like they did a hell of a good job because this is just like so weird and so different than what I would have even expected. Because I mean, I just went into it and being like, eh, I have a bunch of friends who like the show. So maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. So. And it pulls from a bunch of different yeah. comics, which I everyone knows I got it in two, three weeks ago. So <laughs> I'm uh, an expert now. Correct. Uh, <laughs> but they did such a great job, yes, of pulling all these storylines from comics that like, work great on paper obviously they work great in the comics but like to bring those elements into the show and do something like completely different like i don't know i just maybe i'm giving them way too much credit but i think it's credit well deserved of like doing the house of m comic which is like a really really complicated story and would never work on film but like Mm -hmm. let's change it and put it into this like weird concept of her making a show of her like you know making this sitcom and like we'll bring in the plotline elements here and there and like it just worked so well it worked so well yeah, yeah. and it's inherently you know so much more interesting as a television yes. like they're like oh but it's tv so we'll have her go through tv mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. done interested i'm in yeah <laughs> do you uh, so do you care at all Ellen, about well, monica rambo going forward aka photon i do i would so i wanted to talk about like the side characters because I have a Randall Park crush. <laughs> um, so that was just inherently going to come up. But I do, the thing that I think works against her is I think like people are kind of so out on yeah. Captain Marvel. And That's then immediately like where she's her, going. Yeah. you know, mid credit stinger was like, oh, the scrolls or the cull, crawl, whatever scrolls, those things I are. Think, yeah. And I'm like, no, we don't, scrolls. we don't care about those. The only movies those were in are Captain Marvel and like, I think Thor too. But either way, it's like, Okay, so she's going to go to space and Samuel L. Jackson's there. Like, I care a little bit less yeah. about that. But, um, but I mean, I think, you know, she did a great job. And, uh, you know, I, I also think they just had to sideline her in this last one. Like, I mean, she was, like, stuck in the house with Evan Peters. So, like, she just didn't have much to do here. And I think they're just, you know, they're setting up for the future. But, I mean, I'm at the point now I've seen, like, every dumbass Marvel thing that they've done, so they just have yeah. me. That's how they they've get us all. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ellen? What were your thoughts on it? I feel the same way. It's like, I, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of don't care about, I just don't see how they're going to make her work because they had such a hard time making Captain Marvel work, and now they're shoehorning into her into captain marvel story maybe she'll have better chemistry with the avenger actors and and i think that's why people were hoping that that would go into like a fantastic thing because that was a big fan theory too is that she was like friends with reed richards who 
yeah, is in the Fantastic Four. Nora, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> we're, de- we're, we're deep in it now. But I I would be much more interested if they had her character go off and do that yeah. kind of thing as opposed to bring in this crawl thing because I just care less about that yeah, for some Scrolls reason. Yeah, never really did it for me. I don't, like, yeah. Ben Mendelsohn is great, but <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm, I want to see, you know, whatever they're trying to do with, Fantastic Four, but then again, I think we're asking too much of them. I think they're really, I mean, Marvel, as much as they try to say that they're like t- taking risks, and I think this was a risk, I also think that they're they're playing a slow game when they're like, okay, we can't just go casting a Reed Richards in the middle of everything that yeah. we have going on. Yeah. <laughs> Who would Can you, you cast? imagine? Mm. Let me think about it. <laughs> nor talk well, I think I was gonna say can you just imagine like all of the whiteboards that they have in like Disney's headquarters of like they're planning out each of the movies and what the movies are gonna be about and like who they can like trickle in to plant a seed for the next one and then like to film the you know post end credit scene that's always like such a fucking big deal like it's just yeah. it's just a, to it's sit a in the like conference no room other. Just to sit in the conference yeah. room at, at Kevin Feige's office would just would blow my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a machine. I was thinking like no Reed other. Richards. So people were really like fan casting yeah, Krasinski, they like were. they thought that that could happen this season, which that's not for no. me. Um, but I think around the time that people were talking about Krasinski. Um, I follow Raul Coley on Instagram, and I think someone had, like, photoshopped him into a Reed Richards thing, and I think that would be good because I also have a crush. Yeah, you do <laughs> like him. And uh, I know no one no one watches uh, <laughs> watched iZombie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he was in um, uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, and everyone was, like, really into him in that. So I think it could happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I I literally have almost no opinion on the Fantastic Four casting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, the Marvel way is to cast people who are who are not like mega superstar leading their own movies at this time. I mean, I know now obviously they are, but before Chris Evans was Captain America, he was not doing a ton. Uh, obviously, Downey was in a down spot. Um, you know. I think Scarlett Johansson's probably the exception, yeah, but I think she's probably in general, maybe one of the bigger I think names. they like to mold their own mold their own mm-hmm. talent. I don't think they're going to cast like a uh, Ryan Reynolds yeah. or something. You know? I don't. I don't see them getting like a big star. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows what would have happened if literally anybody else had been behind the Fantastic Four with Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan. I know. I think about that all the time because, like, that cast. That cast hello, was really I'm good. And it- I mean, I run very hot and cold on Miles Teller. Oh, same. <laughs> same. Oh, I like him. <laughs> I- yeah, I, I, I know you do. Well, he and he got so buffed uh, for um, Top Gun. Isn't he in the new Top Gun movie? They show him in the commercial of oh, him, yes, like. Yes. You know, I'm very ready for Top Gun. Oh, so ready mm. for the new Top Gun. I just think yeah. he's almost too good at playing a douchebag. Like maybe he's kind of telling on himself a little. I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's uh, Genie's Billy Crudup theory. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, let's not get into that. 
I I never saw a Fantastic Four movie. I know because they've had two different iterations of them. Wasn't Jessica Alba in? Or no? She was the original in Sue the first Storm. One. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then there was the one with uh, Miles and uh, the love of my life, Michael B. Jordan. Correct. That was like a yeah. total and Kate bomb. Mara. Wait, was it yeah. was Chris Evans in the first Fantastic Chris Four? Chris Evans was the Human Torch in the one with Jessica Alba. Yes, in, it was in the okay. Jessica Alba cast. So then that's like everyone's like, oh, how are they gonna like you know deal with that because there's overlap. Uh, you know yeah but i mean the thing that kind of sucked like the fantastic four i think are inherently kind of an interesting group and it's just been like bad so movie poorly bad movie previously. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they'll have to bring in the big guns for that one i mean i think of even just the marvel movies i've seen maybe half of them so yeah um i don't know i mean maybe i'll maybe i'll try to binge them all but it's just like such a daunting task yeah. to like run through them all but who knows maybe we'll see a friend of ours she had I never say, really seen more than okay. one or two and we forced her to like binge through all of them in chronological order and she wow. ran through them in like two weeks <laughs> oh okay yeah i have some friends who did that as well because like he's a big marvel person and she had never seen any so they were running through them so remember when we saw spider-man far from home together in a theater Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. It feels like forever ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. Another lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Noriega and I saw Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel during South Park. Yeah, we, ha- we had like a three-hour break in between movies. I feel like, and Noriega was like not that into it, and I'm like, listen. Jude Law. Jude, Law- Jude Law's in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember, I, well, we left Olympic Dreams early. Anyway. It was in like the theater right next door. Uh, but yeah, and I just like I thought it was bad. I didn't like uh-huh. it. It was just like, ugh. but yeah, Jude Law wasn't it? That is correct. Can you imagine how much you have to screw up a movie for there to be a scene featuring a No Doubt song that I go, Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you got to really fuck up for that to be the case. Yeah, it was just so 100%. on the nose. It was like, ugh. oh my god, insufferable. It, She's it is just a, a girl, guys. You get it? It and is like, a bummer to me that Brie Larson's apparently just like a pill to work with. Because that's a I bummer really, like, too. I really liked her, or like, I mean, I, 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 I was excited for her to be this like up and coming, even though she's been acting. Like, I remember seeing her in Disney Channel original movies when I was a kid. Like, or at least she's in the one um, with the girl from Seventh Heaven. She plays like the little sister. Mm, but I remember yeah. like I. I like had some of her music on my iPod when I was in like middle school. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Meg. This is blowing my mind. I do, I don't think I was aware of Brie Larson until Short Term Twelve. Oh yeah. no, she was in Hoot, wasn't she? In the movie Hoot. Oh, she wasn't Hoot, and I did see that because yeah. I used to really like Carl Lo- Heisen books. Yeah, yes. well, and, and Logan Lerman was in that as well. I think right, and I, I just uh-huh. think he's such uh-huh. a cutie pie. Um, but yeah, short term twelve Meg. and room really got me hyped on like I'm all in on this actress. I like I think and then she's the Casey fantastic. Affleck shade. We're yeah, all like, like, oh I, my god, feminist queen. <laughs> yeah, and then it just turns out she's um kind of a bitch. She was apparently also, like uh, super aggressive personality who like yeah, I mean, it's hard to be in a room with that many different type of people and kind of unanimously none of them want to hang out with her. Yeah. 
Um, oh God, what was I was just gonna say something about Brie Larson. Now I don't even remember, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer, and I just like could give two shits about Captain Marvel. Yeah, mostly because I also like just kind of didn't care. Found the movie bleh, and then now I'm just kind of like, oh, it's a bummer that she's kind yeah. of a pain in the ass. But I mean, the next upcoming Marvel stuff is like going to be kind of interesting because it's I mean, other than I mean, they're working on another Spider-Man, obviously. Black Widow's been on the shelf for a year. Oh, um, with sorry, our Black girl. Widow featuring Rachel Weiss, who would absolutely be on my mm. girl crush list. <laughs> um, and, and Florence uh, and Pugh, then, our like, girl. Florence Pugh, of course. Uh, less my type. Uh, <laughs> just a little too short. You guys have got to come up with a uh, top kidding. ten list, if not just to send to me. But I, I, I can do it right you. now. I can. I, uh, Lily James. Um, <laughs> I want. I want her life. <laughs> um, no, but and then the Clojure Eternals, who I think we can all expect uh, Nomadland to be coming out of award season looking very hot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's going to be a weird. I one. forgot about Eternals, and I forgot. Yeah, I know. Chloe Zhao. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Although I don't That's think I'll be ever be okay with Kamel Nanjiani like being buff. He's, He's not supposed to be in my mind. So hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's hot. Any version of him, I, I find exactly. hot. Exactly. Like, I remember watching The Big Sick and being like, oh, damn. Well, and then he's now so I'm just like, charming. oh, damn. Did you think he was, he was hot. hot on Silicon Valley? I didn't. I didn't watch farther than like season one of Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess I don't really remember having strong opinions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I see Silicon Valley, I think Thomas Middleditch. And when I think Thomas Middleditch, I think of the Ben Schwartz. Schwartz. And so then I just think, I love Ben Schwartz. <laughs> so that's like the train there. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> wow. Isn't Richard Madden in one of these movies? Or no? Yes. Yeah. The, it's it's, R- Richard, it's Madden. Richard Madden, Camille Nanjiani, Angelina Jolie. Um, Angelina oh. Jolie. <laughs> And Richard Madden's playing, like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, the first, like, out gay superhero. Like, I think he's... I think so. I'm intrigued. <laughs> we don't know anything about it. I don't know what it's going to be like. All we know about <laughs> it is the casting, because they announced it at, like, D23 Angelina or Angelina Jolie. We're not talking about that enough. No. And, like, yeah, we saw wild. a couple photos of them on set filming on, like, a beach. And, like, that was it. Like, we know nothing. Unless you're someone who read the Eternals like comics, which I haven't, so I don't know. Maybe I'll read those next. Yeah, time for you guys to start. Even even that, and uh, Gemma Chan's in it too, right? Yeah, Gemma Chan. Like I don't know. Anyway, hell of a cast. But even if, even like if you've read the comics, like you still don't know what they're gonna do because there's so many different comics and all these different shit. Like they and they could just make something up whole cloth. I think the thing like, I mean, the two Chloe Zhao movies that I've seen are very specific in. A certain way and i'm like i can't imagine how her take on a marvel movie would be i'm mm-hmm. intrigued yeah i'm intrigued it's gonna be some well fun camera angles i'm sure uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a western <laughs> hey space western space like logan <laughs> yeah there you go uh any other thoughts on wandavision Circling back to no, I think we can wrap it up. It's the nine-minute warning for the Harry. And <laughs> interview, so Ellen's yeah. gotta go. Yeah. yeah, I will say we 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 touched on it a little bit, but yeah, Catherine Hahn. Oh, oh yeah. what an icon, Obviously. an American treasure. What, what I mean, she should have been She's cast so as Lucille talented. Ball instead of Nicole Kidman. Yes, I'll 100%. forever be upset about that. <laughs> And I haven't even seen that movie yet. It's not even filmed yet, but yeah. She just like, <laughs> but she, we know. 
she has so much range and it's like that's like not news to anyone but I loved like in the show and like she would like snap back into character and whatnot oh it was just like it was so cool and so fun and she was so over the top which is like exactly what that show needed uh, I just yeah. I loved watching it I love watching her there's so many times where I would just be like I love her so much I mean she's so great anytime she does anything you're just like oh Catherine yes I want to be <laughs> friends with her like, I want to be friends with yeah. Catherine Hahn. How do we make this happen? Also, I think she's so beautiful. So. Yeah. Yeah. She could be on the list. Yeah. She could oh, be on the yeah. list. Definitely. I sent y'all that little that TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, I sent y'all that TikTok of the footage of her rising up as, you know, Agatha Harkness with Defying Gravity oh, yeah. playing. <laughs> right. Like, so you want Nothing has been gravity. so That's specifically for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, do we have any recommendations? Do you guys have anything you want to recommend? Sure. Ellen, I, did you come prepared? I did. So, <laughs> well, I mean, just like less than 24 hours prepared. So Cameron and I recently started our first anime show upon lots of, uh, yeah, suggestions from friends. I'm intrigued. We started watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Metal Alchemist. The Brotherhood version. And apparently there's multiples. Okay. But it's on Hulu. Okay. Good to know. I've only seen one anime show in my life. <laughs> so unless you had I've said Naruto, I would have nothing to add. I watched <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho when I was a kid, and I liked it because a friend of mine was really into it. But yeah, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, we started last night, and I'm into it. I'm like Fun. stepping, just lightly dipping my toes in the world of anime, and uh, I'm worried that this is... Like you, I I miss I have a similar addictive personality, so like because we were talking off air about how like we both like the same D and D like podcasts and stuff, and I have devoted probably twenty to thirty hours to that over the past like month, and now I'm like, well, great, here here we go, anime, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah sounds familiar. familiar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds unhealthy. <laughs> Uh, no, what okay. about you, Meg? Um, mine, mine is um, we are in the middle of blank check March Madness, which mm. means every day on the blank check Twitter, uh, you can go and vote on who their next uh, director is going to be. And I am very invested, and it has been very dramatic so far. <laughs> We've already had some massive upsets, and like I could have never guessed that <laughs> the Joe Joss and Gore Verbinski would be so close, and it was a bloodbath. So I just think it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it is fun, and I loved I loved looking at the bracket like from the very beginning because uh, each all three of them, and then plus they have like the the section for their their guests and whatnot. And looking at Ben's list versus Griffin's versus David's, <laughs> it's just it's so unhinged. funny. It's so they're like so like clued into who they are as people, and I just yeah, it is humorous. No, I, I mean, try to vote when the I last <laughs> the last David winner was Jane Campion, and the last Ben winner was Danny DeVito. <laughs> so yeah, God, I hope Danny I forget DeVito wins. Danny DeVito was up against. But it was like some like <laughs> wild pairing. I don't know. I loved it. Danny it DeVito so against good. Mike Judge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, good. Um, you know, I didn't do my homework, and so I don't have any. That's okay. Wand- I'll say WandaVision. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Great. <laughs> now that we've spoiled right. it for everyone. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Ellen. Thanks for coming. 
Thanks for I having me. I personally enjoyed it because I don't know what I would have. My maybe would have just been like an hour of Meg just like talking, 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 and me just being like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Where, uh, where would I have found the time or energy <laughs> or even just like the thought process to have that much to say about something? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, but Ellen, so where can we find you? So you can find me on um, Instagram and Twitter at Ellen Tudus, um, E-L-L-E-N-T-O-U-D-O-U-Z-E. You can find my podcast, Love That Movie Pod, um, on iTunes and Spotify. Woo-hoo. I should have a new episode out soon, but don't hold your breath, uh, as is my style. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I am going to be on an episode of the Rank Kings podcast tomorrow where we made uh, Danny watch The Goonies because he had never seen it before. And then I bully him for about an hour and a half on air. So you're going <laughs> to really like that. <laughs> That's fun. I'll have to check that Are out. Are you able to derail it enough to talk about <laughs> how hot Josh um, Brolin? <laughs> yeah. Josh Brolin is Well, <laughs> I've already gone onto their show to say that he's like a top 10 childhood crush. Yeah. So we go, we go into so- it. <laughs> <laughs> we I talk about the yeah the uh the sweatpants with the little shorts over them oh yes <laughs> bandana <laughs> yes. it's a hot look watching him oh. work out for like the first 20 minutes of the movie is great oh yeah it's good yeah. <laughs> well awesome well thank you very much uh and we'll talk to you soon thanks all bye. right bye to follow us on social media follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.